first today to the economy, and Australia's economy is continuing to expand despite inflation and rising interest rates hitting businesses and consumers. But how long can the growth continue before there's a slowdown? Official growth figures for the final quarter of last year show the economy grew by half a percent, slightly below expectations. For the latest, I'm joined by our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, is it surprising that the economy is still growing? Well, Sally, uh, anyone paying more attention to their superannuation at the moment will be scrutinising the fortunes of the economy and what that really means for their nest eggs. As you mentioned, seasonally adjusted in the final quarter of last year, the economy expanded by a tepid half a percent, making 2.7% over the year. Yes, a bit slower than forecast, but the economy does remain remain pretty strong despite higher interest rates biting into household budgets. But it's the fifth consecutive rise in quarterly GDP, though the Bureau of Statistics says growth has slowed in each of the past two quarters. Household spending, which underpins the economy, rose by 0.3% in the quarter, driven by bigger spending on food, hotels, cafes and restaurants, and spending on transport services was up almost 6%. But household savings fell for the fifth consecutive quarter and disposable income is also down, which means the pressure is showing thanks to higher mortgage repayments and the rising cost of living. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says all of this is no surprise and he spoke a short time ago. We knew that growth would begin to moderate around now and it is. Uh, We knew that 2023 would be a challenging year for the economy and we still expect that to be the case. Uh, But despite all of these challenges, uh, the Australian economy still grew by 0.5% in the December quarter of last year and by 2.7% through 2022. Uh, This is faster growth than all of the major advanced economies and it's more than twice the growth of the OECD average. That's the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, there. Peter, how long will it be before the full impact of interest rate rises really begin to hit the economy? Well, Sally, it's important to note that these GDP numbers are backwards looking, so not a totally accurate look at where the economy is heading, but we do know that the Reserve Bank sees GDP slowing to 1.5% by the end of the year, though some market economists think it could crunch down to 1%, especially with more rate rises coming, most likely another one next Tuesday. And Peter, the decision to slash the tax break for superannuation balances over $3 million is a hot economic and political issue. So the resilience of the economy is going to become more critical. Well, that's right. And uh, there's no doubt the super party is over, especially for some at the top end of town. But even for people with super balances of $3 million or more, yes, the tax rate is up from 15%. But even at 30% from mid-2025, that's still generous, just a bit less generous. Uh, Regardless, a a lot of heat about uh, broken promises, uh, talk about a class war and fresh concerns that politicians can't be trusted. On top of that, a blast from Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand that even though super is meant to be a long-term investment, calibrating policy changes by consecutive governments is, quote, like trying to shoot a moving target, flying in circles, over shifting goalposts. But with more tax revenue from super critical to budget repair, the Prime Minister was ignoring the noise, promising no more super changes this term anyway. He also ruled out imposing a capital gains tax on the family home when he spoke on RN Breakfast earlier today. 
99.5% of superannuants. This will have no impact on them whatsoever. Most Australians would be quite surprised uh, that there are 17 Australians who have over $100 million in their superannuation accounts and, and one has over $400 million. Now, most Australians will, would agree that that's not what superannuation is for. Uh, that's not about providing for people's retirement incomes. And that's why uh, this change is important. That's the Prime Minister there. Peter, what sort of position does this put the opposition in, given the broad support in the community for the super changes? Well, uh, Sally, the big problem for Peter Dutton is that he knows budget repair needs to get underway to deal with the trillion-dollar debt built up during the pandemic and deficits across the horizon and a lot of pressure on Medicare, the NDIS, aged care and defence. Instead, uh, Peter Dutton says this is all about trust, seizing on comments from Anthony Albanese and Treasurer Jim Chalmers in the lead-up to uh, the election... Uh, that there was no intention to tamper with super. We're not going to support a broken promise. Uh, we've been very clear about that. We're not going to be a party to the government's broken promise. They went to the last election saying there would be no changes to superannuation, and we've now seen the first change of what I think will be many changes in the superannuation and tax base over the term of this government and into the next term of government if they're re-elected. That's the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, there. And before him, our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.